Okay, so we face currently the single most important choice is, well, at least that's what we're being told by any form of news media, by any television commercial, by any billboard you see, by any um, talk show, radio personality of our lifetime. And um, I have to admit, I've never, and I haven't been here a long time. I've only been here 44 years, but in my 44 years, I never recall the push for the importance of making your vote count. I've never heard it as much as I have this year. And with every person that I hear it, it's almost as if they know who you're going to vote for. As if they know what your political affiliation is when they make that statement. You know, it's, it's, it's sort of like it's subliminal. You know, everyone has this, you know, make your vote count. But then there's this sense of like it's a division or a tug of war of whether or not, well, if I vote for this person, I'm against being black. Or if I vote for this person, I'm against the Lord. And who in the world can make those kind of decisions count. So I want to say this because I'm not trying to put my um, put my subliminal thought into you. But I do want to share with you for those who are like me, who are having a real struggle with trying to understand who to vote for. I'm just going to share what the Lord showed me and what helped me to come to grips with the decision that I have to make that everyone who intends on voting will have to make for November 3rd. And um, I'm not here to tell you that you should vote. You should not vote. Um, I'm not here to say that if you decide that you just don't even want to take part in the process that you're wasting your vote, because I really feel like in this hour, it's important for us to Know who we are and where we are in the Lord and not to assume that there's a one size fit all message for God's people in determining how they should vote or if they should vote. I I feel like it's purposely an independent um, decision that we have to make. And it's based on our individual relationship with the Lord or lack thereof. And I'm not here to to say either party deserves our vote because they stand for protecting the rights of all people, particularly black people, or because they stand on the right side of the issues because they're standing with God. I'm not here to make that assessment either way, because I think we both know that what time has revealed to us and what having either Republican or Democrat in office has revealed to us is that there is no assurance, regardless of what we're told, that the things that are motivating our decision to vote for someone is going to actually be fulfilled no matter who sits in the Oval Office. 
So I'm not here to judge whether or not you should vote or shouldn't vote. And if you do or don't, or if you vote for this party or that party, whether or not you are standing with God or God or opposing God, if you're a Christian or not. And here are the things that that bothers me when people make those assessments, because there are a lot of issues that we do need to be clear on that are very compelling issues to cause one to vote one way or the other. But I want to share with you not who I voted for, because I don't really believe that's anyone's business. And if that was something that should be a matter of public record, I think that our um, laws would have made it such. So what I am here to share with you is the reasoning behind my vote and not so much my reasoning, but really what the Lord, because like I said, I struggled with this. It was not an easy decision for me to decide who to vote for because I am an independent voter in the sense that I don't make my decisions based on who's the most popular person to vote for. And I'm not swayed by public opinion, nor am I swayed by media um, uh, propaganda. I am one who will do to take the time to research the candidates, where they stand personally, and if necessary, and usually I do, I have to admit I didn't this year, I will even delve into going through the um, voting records that that each politician has made so that to, to be clear that they didn't just say one thing and do something else, but to make sure that what they said and what they did were on the same level. And so, again, I had a struggle this year. Um, and my main struggle was this, and it was... It was with, of course, the presidential election, because anytime anyone talks about who they're voting for or cast your vote, they're not really thinking about the people who are really <laughs> responsible for putting our policies in place. And a lot of that is because we really don't understand how our country works. Um, so many people put so much um, effort into who's the president. Well, the president is the face of our nation. And I'm not trying to De, um, trying to de, to minimize the power that they have, but what I'm saying is we've got to put it all in perspective. The most powerful, really, in our government is not so much as far as how it relates to we, the people, and how we function in this society. Is not the president. It's the people we're putting in office, in Congress. Um, they hold the, they tie the hands of the president or they free them. So let's be very clear that if we're going to be so dogmatic about who we're going to put in the Oval Office, we need to be equally as dogmatic about who we're going to put in our Capitol buildings. So that being stated... <laughs> Um, I'm really going to address, however, because my struggle was less as much with who I'm going to put in our state offices as it was with who we're going to put in the Oval Office as far as who I should vote for. And 
it was clear to me that there was one particular party that it, there was no struggle for me. I, I, there was no way. It was very clear I wasn't going to vote for them. But then that put me in a position to where now I'm kind of not comfortable with the choice that I do have and will make, but I'm looking for other options. And I did. I mean, I looked at all, not all, and I'm not going to say that. I did look at least at other parties that were running and um, looked at their platform. And I didn't do a lot of research into the third parties. I got to admit, I did not. Um, And partially because several of them already knew their platform because, again, I'm not opposed to voting third party and I don't subscribe to the idea that that's wasting my vote. So um, with that being stated, here is where I am and, and here is where my struggle is. I do not believe, and scripture tells us, do not follow the majority. And so whenever I'm I hear whether it's people who are believers or people who are not believers, but who share this history, this complex history of being African-American, so-called. So um, is whenever either one is pulling to the point where they're 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 now getting to the place of questioning your faith if you make this decision or that decision or they're pulling out issues and saying this is the only issue that I need to be concerned with I begin to get to a place where it's like okay I become politically numb (laughs) to either party and I become okay now I gotta really look out I become very leery because I don't want to run with the majority and I don't want my decision to be based on hmm, being bullied or being told that if I vote for this person and I'm not a believer, I mean, I don't think that any one person has the right to question that based on who we're going to vote for, because there's not been one person who either Democrat or Republican party who has been so upstanding and so um, trustworthy that they warrant (laughs) that type of, um, support. You know what I'm saying? So it is a real struggle to make a decision, but here's where the Lord had to deal with me. And what he had to reveal to me is that I had to change how I thought about my vote, because in this hour, that is what's being challenged here. See, I made my decision, the core of why I would choose for who I chose to vote for any year, whether it's local representatives or state or United States representatives, has been based on the fundamental belief in, I have to, I have to say it was Alan Keyes who actually awakened my reality of that and the importance of thinking that way because before then I didn't um but he's the one who said you know look you vote for who represents you and there's no way that you can waste your vote even if you don't vote for the Republican Democratic person running if you do that but that we do waste our vote when we compromise in terms of the lesser of two evils mentality Because 
despite what people think, I do believe there's a third choice. I don't have to vote for whether or not I want to be shot in the head or shot in the leg. I don't want to have to choose whether or not I'm going to put the devil in, in office or I'm going to put one of his minions in office. I don't want to have to make that sort of compromise. And that was the struggle that I had because I felt like, okay, well, if I vote for this person, I can get these things accomplished or I see that this is what they stand for. But as it relates to something that is so, you know, personal, I just have to basically admit that this person don't really represent me. And then there's the other side that says, oh, okay, well, you know, they're, they're saying the things that we would want to hear, but what they're not saying are the other things that they're for. What, they're, what they are for, as far as it may relate to me and my comfortability in this nation, are all the things that, of course, I would want to hear. But what is the cost to others in in that exchange. So there were all these complexities that were taking place in my head and what the Lord eventually had to just clarify them because I told him, I said, father, I'm so okay with that, with not voting at all. It would not, you know, be a big deal if you told me not to vote. Um, so what the Lord had to do with me is he had to change how I thought about my vote and what he revealed to me is that this vote is not about you and who represents you. It's about who is going, who am I calling into office? He told me to give my vote to him, not to make it about me, not to make it about Who's going to look out for my interests? But what he asked me to do is to trust him to be the one to look out for my interests. And it really helped me because then it helped me to also realize what I've been saying for the last year and a half, if not longer. And that is we are too attached to patriotism. We are too attached to politics. We are too attached to the things of this life to the degree that we almost idolize it. Now hear me out. It can't be about what he was making clear to me is that the things that I'm expecting from government are not the things that he says we are to expect government to do for us. They're not responsible for our economic well-being. Yes, Yah is. He is the one who provides for our every needs. He's taking the realm from the, the hands of government and he's saying, trust me. So with that being stated, he, the issues that are going to be important to him in how I make my decision to vote are the issues that don't have to do with preserving my quality of life, but has to do with being a voice for those who are poor and needy, for those who are in the realm of serious 
injustice taking place without a voice at all. That I need to make that a priority. That's one thing. The second thing, I need to make a priority understanding what government's responsibilities and role is, not just from a constitutional standpoint, which I do believe our constitution is biblically inspired, but from a biblical standpoint, what does God say is government's responsibility to the people, for the people? What what was a king's role as related to the people? And where does the person that I am going to put in office stand on those issues? And then I had to look at where do they stand on the issues of the innocent? Um, It was so many different things he helped me to really see. And the main thing was that we have to understand that in this hour, God is saying that we need to put our trust in him. What he's showing through the fact that there's such distrust, there's such clear dividing lines as those who are dogmatically one party platform and those who are dogmatically another one. And the one thing that is clear about both platforms is that this year, your vote is not about the candidate. It's about the platform. See, as much as a person might say, well, I'm going to vote for this person because I just really don't like Trump's personality. There are just as many who are saying, well, I'm going to vote for Trump because I just don't know about Biden. And so. At the end of the day, you have those who are either voting for one to escape the other. Or they're voting. For the platform that. This one stands for because it's kind of like, well, I'm really both are kind of like a wild card. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen, but I kind of feel like this platform is the platform that is standing for the things that I know to be right on whichever foot you choose to plot your your foot in, whether you you believe that. You know, all people should be treated equal. All people should have rights. All people should be able to live and love whoever they want to love and live and all that. Or whether you believe that, well, you know, we have to protect the right of the unborn. What You know, we have to make that a priority. We have to protect our rights to our body and ourselves. We have to protect our um, way of life. Whatever your reasoning is. For whoever you choosing to vote for. My biggest thing is. And what the Lord had to help me reveal was. That it, it's not about. This is not like. Uh, choosing the president. Of your senior class of high school. And it's about a popularity contest. It's not about I just don't like this person. So I'm going to vote for this person. Our vote says something, whether and why we're voting for who we're voting for says something. 
And so what is my vote saying? I believe this year, God is making that more clear than ever before. If my vote is motivated by hating the other person so much, I'm just not going to vote for them. Even if they're right on issues, then that says something about me. (laughs) So we're not just voting for character. All right. Because let's be very clear. I think even the most conservative Christian can admit that there are some challenges as it relates to character on both ends that we both are not quite comfortable with. Um, but what we do know is regardless of the propaganda, regardless of what's being censored, it was being allowed to air and the way news and everything else is spinning it. The one thing we know that's clear and the one thing that is available for anyone who's interested in knowing on both of these candidates is where they stand on the issues that are relevant to us as individuals, because All of these people who are running for office are people who have been in office where we can track their votes. We can track their history. We can find out where they stood on certain things. We wouldn't have had that the first four years that Trump was in office because President Trump hadn't been in office. He hadn't been a governor. He hadn't been a senator. He hadn't been any of these other positions that we can go back and see his track record. So he was like a clean slate. What did he do? Can't I mean, what do we see? What executive orders? All of these things we can trace now. So now we have a history. We have that on Biden because he was in office. We have that on Kamala Harris. We have that on Mike Pence. We have these things that we need to have in order to make decisions that are based on something concrete, not just something we hear or we could misconstrue or that we can take out of context. So when I had to really think about my choices. I had to lay myself aside. And that's what the Lord asked me to do. The things that concern me, Tori, the things that concern, you know, my safety in a nation that has for 400 years proven not to be the safest place in the world. Or uh, if it is the safest place in the world, has been a very disheartening place for people of color. We've always had a place of knowing where our place was in this nation. And it has always been that same place and it's not been equal. And so, you know, I had to ask myself, who have I trusted all these years? Who have been for me, regardless of where the government stood, regardless of whether it was red or blue, who has been for me? In the 44 years I lived. And I have to say it has been the Lord. No one but him. And so then I have to ask the question. As it relates. To. um, 
the issues that are important, not just as it relates to me personally, but the issues that are important to God enough that when that cup of iniquity gets full, what's going to happen? The issues that have to relate to um, things that I know are biblically clear. There's absolutely no question about um, where do they stand on those issues? What is their agenda there? And then so I have to say, well, I have to choose according to that which is extremely important to God. Now, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. God is concerned about how we're treated in this nation. But my comfort, and I knew this going in, is not in the government rescuing us. And I think that that is the biggest Achilles heel that is a problem for us as African-Americans. We're always looking to a government to be our deliverer. They're not the ones who are going to deliver us. If we've learned nothing from Ephraim's plight, if you have not listened to my other audio sessions, please do, because it will help you. But if we've learned nothing from Ephraim's plight, we have not learned that it's not the government that saves the day. It is the Lord that saves the day. He may use government, but it's him using government. It's not us using government to bring about the changes that we want to see. And so my dependency was never on who was in the Oval Office or any other office for my deliverance. Hear me, people, hear me. If that is what is motivating your vote, is the expectation that I'm going to put someone in office who's going to make right the wrongs and the injustices that have taken place and happened to us, you are going to be disappointed. You are going to be disappointed because if nothing else, what the years of Obama has taught me is this. We had the greatest opportunity to make things so-called Right, if you want to look at it from that perspective, for people of color, especially African-Americans in this nation during those eight years. And there was more policies put in place to either help two groups of people. And it. It basically helped those who are homosexuals. This is the agenda that really, this is the game changer. His administration was the game changer for homosexual rights. Let's be very clear on that. Um, as it relates to Israel, there was nothing progressively done as it relates to Israel, both in the land and out. Um, the Affordable Care Act was not an act that was about black people. It was an act that was supposed to be for everybody. There was nothing specifically done, is my point, for us, even with having someone who has our blood in office. And so if we don't learn the lesson from that, 
We cannot make us the reason why we voting for someone. We cannot look at it this year from, from a standpoint of who's going to represent us. Because, again, what history has revealed to us and what the Bible makes clear to us is that Ephraim is not going to be delivered by government. Pharaoh didn't give up on trying to keep the children of Israel, our forefathers, slaves in Egypt. He never gave up on that plan. He had to die with that plan still in his head. Do you follow me? Even when he let them go, he still came back after them. God had to bury him in that sea. This is my point to you. We are getting ready for a greater exodus. And if you still have sugar plum dreams in your head that somehow there's going to be someone who's going to be putting office that's going to finally represent. And finally, we're going to get the reparations we do, we deserve. And finally, we're going to get things back on track and all of this and all of that. If that is what you are putting your hopes, dreams, finally, we're going to have um, a police department that's going to not target us. If that is your motivation, hear me. We had the same thing that happened to George Floyd happen during the Obama years. It didn't change anything. During the Clinton years, it didn't change a thing. If we don't get this lesson, we're going to keep making the same mistakes. We cannot make our problems in this nation, our motivation for our vote. We have to make listening to the most high. We have to make making our choice about who represents those things that are important to our creator. And to that are within the realm of government put in their jurisdiction because everything was not put in their jurisdiction according to scripture. And some of the things that we're requesting, I'm sorry to say this, but it's not a government area. It's not. We cannot vote a government in office who only going to look out for our interests. It's not their responsibility. If we as a people do not begin to look at each other and be dependent on Yah and interdependent on each other to thrive, survive and excel in life, we're going to constantly be misplacing our loyalties and putting an unlikely goal on a government that God is not going to use to rescue us. Just like we were brought into this land to be a blessing, we are going to be brought out of this land. And guess who's going to bring us out? He didn't say that he would necessarily be the one to bring us in. He would allow us to be scattered, but he's very clear that he is going to bring us out. And there are scriptures in Genesis 
and Ezekiel that clearly make that known. So we've got, we've got to stop looking to the arm of flesh to deliver us. There's what happened to us was only a prototype. It was kind of like the Hitler's um, use of testing the waters with the Jews. It's only a prototype. At this point, what's on the table is not coming against your color. It's coming against your faith. If we sell out our birthright into the kingdom for our cultural ability to express ourselves in this nation, we're going to die here in this nation. We're not going to be delivered if we do that. In this hour, we need to commune as believers. And this message isn't for everybody. This message is for those who are believers, whether you are black, white, or other. As much as I am telling you, when God says he's bringing out Israel, he's bringing out Joseph seed, He's there and the whole house of Israel. And he's bringing out Judah and his companions, the children of Israel. What is he saying to us? He's saying it's not going to be just about us. When they came out of Egypt the first time, there was a mixed multitude. And you better believe there was some Egyptians that saw the light in those plagues and they jumped on board. And we cannot be so... Um, focused on our cultural identity that we forget the whole reason why God allowed us to be scattered into the nations to begin with. And how do we become a blessing to all the nations that we've been scattered? By sharing the gospel. By enlarging the family of the Most High. And we cannot do that if hatred is motivating us, if rage is motivating us, if um, it clouds our judgment when we only think in terms of what it's going to take to get us on board. We finally have a voice. That's, that's what everyone seems to be rallying for, the black vote. We finally have a voice. And we are giving a choice like Joseph to decide what to do with that voice. And the question is going to be again. And if we don't get this answer correct, it can make the difference between going right back and staying in that pit forever or coming out and reigning with the king of glory. We're going to have to decide whether or not we're going to give our voice to the creator and trust him with whatever our fate it as as individuals are we're going to trust him with that 
or we're going to make our voice be heard. We're going to be calling ourselves the greatest. We're going to be saying how now you're going to bow down to our sheaf. Or we're going to say, isn't God the interpreter of dreams? Isn't God the one who directs our fate? Isn't Yahweh the most high? The one who's over all things and knows all things? Which one is it going to be? And that, my dearest, is the decision that I was faced with. Now, how that materializes for you is on you. Like I said, I'm not here to tell you who you should vote for. I'm just here to tell you how I came to the decision for who I voted for. I'm here to tell you I understand that the struggle is real because at the same time, I know it's it's scary. It's a scary thing. Even the prospect that more George Floyds can happen. Right? We, We all have that concern. Um, you cannot have this experience as a minority, whether you black or Hispanic or any other minority without that concern. So I do appreciate that. But ultimately, I have to say that God ain't ever called us to be a part of Egypt. He always had a Goshen for us. He always had a place that was separate for us. And either we're going to get in that secret place that he has for us. And pave the way of freedom. For those who are appointed to death. In which government does have an ability to make a change concerning or we're going to say, Hey, government, save us. You choose government, save you or y'all save you. Who are you trusting in? Who are you believing in to bring you out of Egypt? And that, is the vote that we find ourselves faced with today. So I hope this helped you. I hope this wasn't just a ranting and I really am not trying to offend anybody. And I, I'm, I'm just sharing with you what I know the Lord show, share with me to make the vote, not about me, but to give him the right to choose who should be in office. And to use me to make that possible. And so I had to remove myself. And I had to do what Yeshua did for the whole world, not just for Jews who look like him. Not my will, but thy will be done. Sometimes we have to make certain sacrifices that just doesn't seem fair, but it is fair. And let me tell you why, because it says that I trust you, Yah, with my life. 
And I trust you to protect me on every side that there's danger, that there's fear. And I know that even as you've looked out for me, regardless of who's been in the Oval Office all these years, that if I give you my vote, meaning I give you the decision to say who I should vote for, that it's not about me, but it's about what you want to do on earth. It's not about what's going to make me more comfortable by making this decision, give me more freedoms and liberties about when I make my decision, but it's about liberating those who don't even have a voice, who cannot speak for themselves. We've been given some powers. We've been given some authorities. Yes, we've, we, we, we are of the generation that can now vote. We've gone through hundreds of years of not even being able to speak or vote as women or as black members or African-American members of this society. Now we have a voice. What are we going to do with our voice? Are we going to use our voice to now liberate others who don't have a voice? Or are we going to do something else? Are we going to use our voice to proclaim his voice in the earth so that we can all be free? Or are we going to focus on just getting our own freedom and trying to do it ourselves? And at the end of the day, I trust y'all for me, for what's best for me. And sometimes understanding that what his plan is for me may be like what it was for his son. It's not always about I'm going to be able to get all the stuff that I've always wanted to get. I'm going to finally be given these reparations that we've been talking about for so many hundreds of years. Sometimes we're being called to lay our lives down that others might be able to rise. So that is the call, the clarion call I heard. And that is what helped me to make peace with my decision to give my casting vote to the most high and let him decide whether I vote or not, who I vote for or not. And to allow the word of God to be the anchor for making that decision. We, we are, we have not been left with just some mystical, you know, any, many, many, mode kind of thing and just take it like that. We have been left an actual manual that gives us instruction. So I, my, my um, encouragement to you is to read the Bible. What does it say? about leadership, about um, democracies or democratic republics? What does it say about government responsibilities? The best time to begin preparing for living in the kingdom is now in how we make decisions today. Because what we're doing today determines how we're going to, what we're going to do in the future. It it determines, it, it, reveals a way of thinking 
that we have. And we need to make sure that that thinking isn't stinking before our creator. We need to make sure that that thinking is in line with his will and not just what we want. So I pray that everyone will have an encounter with the most high before November 3rd and that they will cast their vote to the Lord to be the one who decides who is in the Oval Office, that they won't be led by their own desires, but instead look at what's important to the Lord. What is God's um, requirement of government? And am I expecting that from my government? And what is God's requirement of me? And am I fulfilling that? So I just pray that you'll ask the questions. That's what it came to for me is asking the right questions in my prayer time, in my seeking him and being of a sincere heart to expose the truth because God, we've got to be real with God. We've got to come to him saying, you know, look, God, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. (laughs) What about me? If that's what's in your heart, it's okay to ask God and to say that you, you have some issues, some concerns, but at the end of the day, you've got to come to a place where now you're going to just say, hey, I trust you, God, and mean that. We say it, but do we really mean it? I tell you when you know it. You know it when you can vote for the person who represents him, not just the person who represents you. That's when you know it. So, shalom. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. You all have a blessed day.